DJ, host of Ride the Vibe, broadcasting from the super cool running studios, DRS ATL, right here in Roswell, Georgia. The last DJ saying what he wants to say and playing what he wants to play. And in this case, super stoked to have Hughes Taylor in the studio. Hughes is an energetic and ambitious blues artist from Macon, Georgia. Come on, y'all, Macon, man. That is like the hotbed for some great music. He is known of his impressive and accomplished guitar playing and unique style that infuses traditional blues roots with upbeat and fast-paced blues and classic rock. Hughes, welcome to The Vibe. Hey, thank you for having me back. It is great to be back. <laughs> yeah, and it's we were just talking about about a year ago, May. It has been, yeah, I think it's been over a year for sure. Man, uh, oh man. Yeah. Well, it is too cool to have you back in the studio, and we're going to do something a little different. You've got a new album out. Yes. Modern yeah. Nostalgia. Well, it's not out qu- not yet. quite yet. Not yet. July 9th. Yeah. So we are just so honored. Waheed Gomes, the proprietor uh, and owner of the studio and host extraordinaire. And it wouldn't be a ride the vibe without Waheed. I don't know how he pulls all the technology together, but he does magically. But we are just so honored to uh, really have the opportunity to do what will be a second of kind for us here at The Vibe. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to be here. I'm very proud of the album yeah. and very excited for uh, for its nice. Uh, it's, any chance I get to talk about it, I'm excited. And then to be back here is I love great. it. Great. Well, so your fans who are legion and growing exponentially, and particularly <laughs> over the last year, um, you know, may be familiar with the format. But the way we roll the vibe is we like to call it a you know listening party format, hearkening back to the days when you actually played an album and you listened to the album and you talked about it with your friends and you looked at stuff like liner notes and you could <laughs> see who was playing. And so we like to encourage people to sit back in a comfortable environment. And here in Georgia now, the weather's gotten so bloody hot, we could be out on a raft. <laughs> we should be out on a raft today. Uh, and then get a beverage of their choice. And in the studio, we are featuring Drinkmate and a sparkling water. And this company's out of uh, Michigan. They're a very innovative company, and uh, they are the Carbonate Anything Drink Maker. So you can put anything you want into this container, and you just sparkle it up. So cheers to Drinkmate. And the way we're going to roll this show is we're going to play the entire album, but not in its entirety, y'all, because we want you to go out and buy it. Yes. And Hughes, they can go buy this when it's available where? It should. It will be available everywhere online July yep. 9th. Yep. Uh, they can actually get early access to it on yeah. my website, HughesTaylorMusic.com. Yeah. Um, when you pre-order the LP, which we'll talk about, yeah. uh, they, I'll send out um, personally, I will email you a download code that you can get the full album immediately. And then yeah. I'm going to ship the CD to you as soon as I get them in. So you'll get them before the official release. Yeah. And then after the official release, you can buy the CD from my website or 
download it, stream it wherever you like to listen yeah. to music online. Yeah. And uh, we might have a few stores you can actually go to, but that oh is still yet to be determined. I love it. Well, and as the last DJ who says what he wants to say, y'all seriously consider going to HughesTaylorMusic.com and buying it because then he actually makes some money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you do your downloads on Spotify or wherever else you go, he's making like zero, zero, zero. He can't even buy the house he wants to buy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. go to his website and buy it that way. So we're going to queue up and we're going to play the um, tracks uh, from, you know, from one through 12. And then just a couple minutes, y'all, because we're teasing you up to go out and buy this album. Again, HughesTaylorMusic.com. And, you know, you haven't been going to see live music because, unfortunately, that hasn't been happening. Thank God it's opening back up. So you got some coin in your pocket, and these musicians have been struggling this last year big time. So go out and buy that album when it's uh, do a pre-order. All right, Wahid, I think uh, let's cue up Modern Nostalgia.
smooth operator, a devil with a silver tongue. It's no competition, and it's all for his own fun. The
professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play. And in this case, playing a, just a killer new album from uh, Hughes Taylor, Modern Nostalgia. I love it, Hughes. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. And we got we to gotta open up right away with talking about where they can hear you live. Yeah. As Neil Young says, live music is better. Yeah. Well, th- I mean, thank God we have been super busy yeah. um, as the summer's been picking up. Uh, so we, I've been playing a lot solo and with a yeah. band. It's been a pretty good, healthy mix. Yeah. I've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, I think by the time this podcast yeah, airs, yeah, yeah. Uh, our next show will be um, Blind Willies Blind on Willis. June 24th, yeah. um, which is an awesome stage. And most of you- Iconic venue. In, yeah, it's yeah, iconic. Uh, so cool. Um, so uh, I'm super excited to play there. Yeah. We had a we played there once before. It was a great show. That'll be a band? Yes. That'll be the be band. The band. Yep. Um, so that's the Thursday, the 24th. Yep. Uh, we've got some other, I've got some solo gigs, but I've got some band stuff. Uh, yeah. Most notably, the one that uh, I'm super, super excited about. Yeah. Blind Willie is going to be awesome. Yeah. But July 7th, we're doing a pre-release show at Mad Life Stage. Wow. So and that's uh, the main stage. Yes, the main stage with the yeah. band. Uh, Wednesday, July 7th, we will have the CDs in hand. So you can get an early copy of the CDs if you don't pre-order the album, which yeah. if you pre-order the album, I will send you a CD myself before yeah. it comes out. So that's also an option. Yeah. But yeah, come and get one person at yeah. Mad Life, July yeah. 7th. Uh, you can also... Um, Is that the seven o'clock? You're doing the seven o'clock show? I think 7.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think doors show. seven, play at 7.30. Yeah. It's, um, we played there, again, we played there once before and it was an awesome show. Yeah, it's an unbelievable venue, y'all. If you had over in Woodstock oh God, and the this, place is rocking. It really is. The yeah. sound, the lights, I mean, that they they know what they're doing. So yeah. um Mad Life will be great. Yep. 
And then we are officially releasing the album July 9th. Okay. And we're going to be releasing it at Grant's Lounge, the stomping ground of the Almond Brothers and Wet uh, Willie and Marshall Tucker Band, Winter Skinner. I mean, this is the birthplace of Southern rock. Yeah. And with an album recorded at Capricorn Studios yeah. in Macon, yeah. what better place <laughs> to release the album yeah. than Grant's Lounge in Macon? So I love it. Um, that'll be super cool. Tickets are not available. Hopefully, they'll be available by the time of this podcast. If yeah. not, they will be shortly after. Yeah. They've been doing renovations, so yeah. they've been kind of stalling with their announcements and when they're going to open up. But um, they assure me that we're going to be able to have our album released there. So I love it. Uh, and what day of the week is that? The, the, that's Friday. That's a Friday. Friday, July 9th. So y'all make it a weekend in Macon. You go see Hughes Taylor and his band. Go down to uh, eat at the H&H Cafe. Go to H&H. Get a, get a feed on at the H&H Cafe. Oh, and then you got to owe yourself uh, the opportunity to go to the big house. Go to the big house. Do a self-guided tour. I was there like three hours. They had to pull me out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can eat at the restaurant where Cher and, or where Greg proposed to Cher. Yes, I can't can. think of the name of it, Hughes. What? I actually can't think of the yeah. name either. And I'm from Macon. I should know you this. Could, oh, I told wow, you I, I wouldn't ask you any gotcha questions. I know. You got me. <laughs> Why well, he um, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, and then, uh, and then obviously go see Capricorn. They yeah, have a museum. Right. Which Hughes, is just Hughes, now, it's, it's reopened. Talk about yeah. that, Hughes. Capricorn Studios. Yeah. Oh my God. And and the recording, you know, kind of freeform now. Freeform now. Um, you, you can talk about anything you want. Anything I want. Well, yeah. yeah. Capricorn Studios is uh, one of my favorite places. Yeah. Ever. It is. Um, there's just something something about this studio. Every time I walk in, it feels so at home for me. Yeah. Um, we. So we. As we talked about the last time I was on this yeah. podcast, we actually were the first band to record there since it reopened. We helped yeah. get the studio set up and um, sort of, we were the guinea pigs yeah, in return say we that, got but yeah. to record Trouble. Yeah. So um, Trouble came from that very first recording session at Capricorn Studios after 20 years of dormancy or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, and so that's, that's awesome. But when we went in that second time with the mission to record a full album. Right. Everybody was on their game. Yeah. We came in and and it just, the the studio, they had everything ready to go. Whereas the first time we went, you know, we were still trying to plug, get insert, plug, plug certain things in the right yeah. way and, uh, you know, get, get all the kinks worked out. Um, well, they had all the kinks worked out. So we went in, I felt so at home. So like, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word and would is. It, would it be fair but, to say it's modern, Meets nostalgia. Yes, that's exactly that is I, <laughs> a you, blind you squirrel the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> that's because I'm the last DJ. <laughs> it is uh, this studio. So the historic studio, which is what we recorded in. Yeah. Um, the studio itself is unchanged yeah. except for maybe I think there's a coat of paint on the paneling at the bottom. That's it. Yeah. There's still stig- cigarette stains in the carpeting. There's still. I mean, it's it is as is as it was yeah. in the seventies when they when they finished it. Yeah. So um, that is part of what makes it so cool. You yeah. go in and it's like it's a time portal. You walk in and I mean, oh my god! Right? Um, they have updated the uh, the board. So yeah. so it's a one of a kind board. It and I might have talked about this last time. No, that's all right. Um, but I think it's oh. I'm going to get in trouble if I don't get it right. I think it's an Apogee board that okay. they custom made for Capricorn, just yeah. Capricorn. Yeah. And it is completely analog up until you get to the faders. Yeah. And um, right before the fader, it goes, 
it's an interface to the to the computer so you can work on Pro Tools. Yeah. And then goes back to the fader. So you get as pure of a sound as you possibly can up until that very wow. last thing where it goes into the computer and you can work with the EQs and everything. So Phil awesome. Walden is smiling from yes, heaven, yes. as are uh, the bros. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's I mean, it's just so cool. And yeah. um and one of the one of the coolest things is is Rob, because um Rob is Rob Evans is okay. the uh, head engineer at Capricorn. Yep. He's an amazing guy. He's the one who did everything for Trouble and and had a sin and everything. Yeah. Well, this time around, he actually let me kind of go. Uh, uh-huh. And so I got to do some things at the board. I yeah. was doing, you know, tweaking things during the part. We didn't really we didn't mix it there. Part yeah. of the deal was we recorded the 12 songs or 11 songs there and I take it home and I mix it yep. at home. But while we were there, we were doing some pre-mixing and, and getting things. And, and that was just so cool. Yeah. In this amazing room <laughs> that was designed by this famous yeah. sound room engineer. Yeah. And um, the, the, so the sound's amazing. The looking out into that historic studio is amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a picture. It's really funny. There's a picture on the screensaver for the, on the computer yeah. at the board is a picture of the board in 1977, I think oh my was my God. mid-70s. Yeah. And the, I don't know who the guy at the board was, and I don't know that they know who yeah. he was, but it was yeah. just a picture, and they thought it was great, so they put it as a screensaver. And I swear it looks like me from behind. Oh, my God. And it was really cool. <laughs> of course, all those yeah. guys kind so of look, like, look like you right, from behind. Right, 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 because of, of, <laughs> of the hair. The yeah. hair, and yeah. Um, and the, you know, the, the band t-shirt and ripped <laughs> jeans. But it was... Um, it was really weird because yeah. when, it, when it would be on the... So you're on tripping the, out a little bit going, oh, so cue up the Rod Steiger but, music. Yeah, because it, it, like be, it just felt like I belonged there. It was yeah, just so cool. Right, right, um, right, right. And I can, I'd go on and on forever about that. But, I love it. But we got to come back yeah, to the album. Yeah, we got to the album. So, so we'll talk, you can most of that. You want to just uh, you know go through uh, the songs yeah, and kind of sure. talk about yeah. the genesis of them? You, we, we started off with Treat Me Right. Treat Me Right. Yeah. So Treat Me Right is... It might be the shortest song that I've written. Yeah. Uh, it's two minutes and 30, 40 seconds at the most. Yeah. Um, so that's unique in itself because most of everything I do is, is a lot more than that. Um, oh. But this was, uh, this was the song that I actually, we wrote live on stage in Blue Ridge, Georgia. We were playing a oh. show at this place called the Blue Coyote. Yeah. And uh, we, I started doing this thing. It sort of kind of became a tradition every time we play there because we were playing there pretty regularly uh, where... We would take, there was, there was every time, never failed, there was a period of time that the restaurant just kind of died down. And yeah. that happens in most restaurants. But it's, it's, this, it's this really big stage and this little tiny, like the stage takes up half the room. Yeah. And so it feels like it should be so much bigger. Yeah. And, and so whenever it dies down, it really feels... <laughs> feels kind of empty. Yeah. And there's still, there's a, there's an entirely different room that has pool tables and that's usually where people kind of gravitate towards once they're done eating. So yeah. um, it's usually packed and then dies down for about 20 minutes and yeah. then gets packed again. And during that 20 minutes, um, I sort of started designating at least five or 10 minutes of random jam oh, time. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so the first time we did this, Treat Me Right came from it. Was birthed so that's, from that. Yeah, so that's why I started doing this. But yeah. uh, we were playing a show. It was during this time, started dying down. I said, yeah. you know what, let's just kind of, let's just do something. I asked Jonathan, who was playing drums with me that night. Yeah. I said, give me a drum beat, just do something. And he yeah. goes, all right. And he started doing it, did a drum beat very similar to what was on the record. Yeah. And uh, so I just, that riff came. And I just started playing that riff. I and I told Ben what key we were in. He was like, okay. So he just, my bass player. And yeah. Ben just started playing along with me. And, um, and I just kind of yelled, mumbled into the mic 
And I said, I think there's something here. So yeah. I took my phone out while the song was still going, did it really yeah. quick because I have a, a, a recording thing on my phone that sure. I can easy access. Yeah. Hit record and just played while mumbling these random things into yeah. the mic to get kind of a melody going. Yeah. And um, I mean, I took it home and I was able to finish the song. I mean, we had a song. It was yeah. like, it's there. I just need to tweak Perfect. it and do I some stuff. Uh, ben learned what the riff I was doing was. And yeah. He changed what he was playing, and we changed the drum beat a little bit to to be a little bit more syncopated. But it was, um, yeah, that was that was it. That's and the duration, not by design, to try to fit into a. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah, gotcha. It just happened. Yeah, we just were were playing. It was just this, and then so every time we played there, I allotted at least five or ten minutes to do to that just kind do of that. thing. Yeah, and uh, we actually got a few things that I'm gonna. I love Put something it. Put something later, next. I think. I love it. Um, but well, yeah. and again, y'all, we only played two minutes of these songs. Yeah. So there are some really cool parts. Yeah. Well, you got to get the whole album. That's what we're teasing you up. How about Pretty Thief, which is the uh, song, is, Pretty Thief, yeah. brother, the song you're featuring right now. Yes. Pretty Thief is the one, is the single that we first released. Yep. Um, I think by the time this podcast airs, Wicked Woman will be released okay. as well. Yep. So uh, you can go get Wicked Woman and Pretty Thief from the website. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you want the whole album. You can do the pre-order. Of course thing, they so. want the whole so, album. Yeah. Not, um, not if they want. But get that whole album. The whole album's awesome. Thief, speaking of things that you don't get to uh, yeah. with that two-minute um, preview. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tom Wilson, uh, just an awesome keyboard player, yeah. does this amazing organ solo yeah. during this song. And it was a last-minute decision. The night before was when we is when I decided, I, I, I told everybody, I said, hey, we're going to, we're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah. That there's a break coming in from the guitar solo. It goes back into the riff and then yeah. there's a full I think it's a full four beat stop, yeah. four bar stop. It was supposed to be half that and it was not supposed to be nothing was soloing. It was just back like the normal riff. Yeah. Well, it was a last minute decision. I said, "Let's just try to actually stop for a little longer see what happens." Yeah. And Tom just out of nowhere, pulled this amazing little organ solo. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. That's what we're going to do. So we went into the studio. Yeah. I think we did it in two or three takes. And he just laid, he just laid this amazing solo, that, that little run. And is that, was he doing that on that beat three um, that you were talking about? On, yeah, on that full full stop. Yeah. And, uh, and did this. And when we came back in, uh, when we came in to listen to playback, yeah. everybody in the room was like, oh my God, that was, that's the take. That's yeah. it. And so nice. we took that take and that was, I mean, it was so good. Um, so that's something that that's probably one of my favorite parts of the song. Yeah. And that's not even to mention the amazing bass solo that yeah. uh, Ben does. Yeah. I, the reason I like that song so much is because it allows everyone in the band to have a moment yeah. you know, to do, you know, to do this thing. Jonathan has this, has this, these, really awesome fills in between each riff yeah. uh, on, on drums. And um, Ben has that bass solo before the guitar solo starts. Yeah. And then Tom does this awesome organ solo. So, I mean, I wanted it to, to feature everybody, but yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that. Like, like that oh, way. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And then Wicked Woman. Wicked is, Woman. Yeah. This one is one of my favorites because yeah. um, I co-wrote this with Evie, my oh, wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she wrote the lyrics, uh, oh, most of the lyrics. Look um, at that. I, I, I always say when we play it live, I say, I wrote this with my wife and uh, the lyrics that sound good and they belong and it sounds good, those are hers. And the ones that feel like, uh, okay, I don't know that you should that have said you, that. That's that was you. absolutely me. Um, I love it. But I, you know, I got to have my fingers And then who's, bit, I, I don't so. think we got to it in the two minute, but who's playing keys on that? Is that? Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's playing keys on, every, uh, on, on the whole, songs. okay. 
Um, and, and he's playing that Hammond B uh, three. That is a Hammond B. So the organ that you hear is a yeah. Hammond B three. It is a first edition, nineteen fifty four, with the original Leslie. Wow! And it is so. And cool. that's in the studio in it's Capricorn. It's in the studio at Capricorn, yeah. and um, it's so awesome because it's got it's got that thing that happens naturally. I think I think it's dust that gets into the, the yeah. things um, that give it that sound that new, you can't get from well, new ones. New B threes actually have a setting. To oh, do no it, way. it they, they, they manufacture that sound now because oh. it's so iconic. Oh, and, my um, gosh. But this one had it originally. Yeah. And what's really funny is that the expression pedal, it's an expression pedal, it's not a volume pedal. Yeah. Um, so that's what gives it the drive. Yeah. It had a hard time activating sometimes, like, uh, like to, to, because to of the catch age. Up. Yeah. So there's a few times, and I think you can hear it on the song, yeah. where Tom starts to apply it. And then also the rotary, yeah. uh, how to just, little hard time getting going. Yeah. So there's almost a delay and it just makes, uh, something about it just it. makes the yeah. song feel so it. live. It feels yeah. so much air. Um, but Wicked Woman is one of my favorites because yeah. again, we get to feature two different types of keys. Yeah. We have Rhodes, which is one of my favorite instruments, my favorite sounds. And then that yeah. B3 yeah. at the end that he's just, I love wailing it. on. And then you were telling me that you also uh, had the opportunity or your keyboard player had the opportunity to play a, Yes. Piano that. Yes. Talk about piano. that. So originally I wanted a Wurlitzer because they have, an, they have a Wurlitzer in the studio. Yeah. And uh, the Wurlitzer, it was a little out of tune. Something was wrong with the the tines. It's, I mean, it still sounds fine, but yeah. it's not, you know, I want to, it, it's noticeable. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, you know, you can use Chuck Lavelle's piano over there. <laughs> I like, oh, well then that's what No, we'll, no, no. We don't want to do that's that. What we'll, that's what we'll do. So we played Chuck Lavelle's Yamaha that he took on tour with him on the, with the Rolling Stones. I'm like, yeah, no, and we'll And tell use the that. story that Chuck said, you know, he was just donating because- uh, Oh yeah. Chuck, Chuck said that he, I, 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 I may be getting this wrong. I think it was just kind of a joke yeah, in the studio, right. but he, he, uh, he gave, yeah, he donated it to the studio to hold. I don't know if it's for keeps yeah. or hold on to, but he said, um, I was told that he said, uh, so yeah, you can, you can use this piano. Um, by the way, uh, does anybody have a job? I'm, I'm out of work for a little bit. <laughs> so if someone needs a, yeah, if yeah. someone needs, can find work for Chuck Lavelle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, again, I don't know, I wasn't there. So that's just, yeah. that's fourth hand joke that I'm hearing. Well, I got to ask you, cause man, I mean, the time is just flying by. He's Gosh. holy schmoly. But I got to ask you a couple of questions. I got to, I'm going to yeah. kind of, you know, okay. narrow okay. in a little bit. So on Quarantine Blues, I can kind of figure out how the title came about. So right. we won't talk about that. But who are those background singers that I don't, we don't get to in the, so I don't think. It is just Emily Lynn on Quarantine ah, Blues. Okay. She sings all the- So background the, singer. All the background is yeah. just her. And she is the, uh, she is one of the, one of the three singers for Australian Pink Floyd. Oh, so, wow. So um, yeah, anytime in Australian Pink Floyd, they were, you know, touring all over the yeah. Red Rocks. They have- DVDs and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And it's kind of crazy. So I met her on tour with Heather Finley. She yeah. was playing piano and singing for Heather Finley. When you were over in the we UK over in, in the January. UK. Yes. Yep. Of 2020. Of 2020. January 2020. And we have to segue because you have a album that yes. you, you recorded. I recorded, I recorded for both me and for Heather. So Heather also has a live album. She got one out of it and I got one out of it. Yeah. And I'm super glad that we did because yeah. it turned out great. But um, yeah, it's just of the last two shows because I lost my voice, as I mentioned last yeah, time. Yeah. I lost my voice as soon as we landed. Yeah. So uh, for the first seven shows, I'm voiceless. Yeah. And what you hear on the album is just the last two shows when I finally yeah. was strong but enough to But they can sing. get that off of uh, HughesTaylorMusic.com. Yes, so on go, my website. So do a twofer. Yes. Buy this album, Modern Nostalgia. 
And the live album. You can actually get my entire discography. I think it's for $24. Oh, so go Come on, get it that's a now. couple Starbucks. What kind of a deal? I mean, I mean yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great deal. That is that's an what, unbelievable deal. Four albums and three singles and, uh, you know, a cover that we did. So yeah, yeah, check it out. I love it. So Highwayman. Highwayman. Uh, a lyric that stood out to me. Yeah. And then I couldn't find it again, but uh, you verify that I did hear it correctly. Stand and deliver. Yes. And I thought you were perhaps referencing the Van Morrison song of that title performed by Eric Clapton, but a contraire. So talk about what it actually referenced. No. So stand and deliver <laughs> is actually a reference. It is a reference to something, but it has yeah. nothing to do with Van Morrison. In fact, yeah. I, that was not even on my radar. Yeah. That song was actually <laughs> inspired. So it came about, my wife and I during quarantine were, yeah. were binge watching Netflix as most couples tend to do when yeah. there's, you're not allowed to go outside or do yeah. anything else. Yeah. And uh, I was writing a ton of music and when I wasn't writing, we were like, you know, doing other things. Yeah. Uh, watching Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated was one of those things. <laughs> there was an episode on Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated called Stand and Deliver. Ah. And it was, uh, it was about the um, dandy highwayman was was the name of the so that's, ghost that's and uh, that they had to the, you know the, the antagonist of the episode yeah who uh, who rode a motorcycle and would um he he would basically highway robbery yeah he would steal uh all the man's money yeah and he would steal his wife or girlfriend that was <laughs> that was what he did and he took him off and. That was one. That's probably the fastest I've ever written a song. Yeah. Uh, we watched this. We were watching the show. This, yeah. this episode came on Stand and Deliver. The episode ended. I got up. I picked up my guitar melody and I played this little slide riff. And I was like, this is something. Yeah. And I wrote The Highwayman in a day. I mean, oh it was so, or maybe, maybe two days. It was the fastest I've written a song. And it just, just came because it, yeah. it was. So it's about this episode of. of I love uh, it. <laughs> So they come from any of the inspiration. Yeah, it can come comes from, from anywhere. You just got to be ready for it. Yes. Wow. And then refugee. The refugee. Um, <laughs> not a reference to uh, Tom Petty. <laughs> no, not a reference to Tom Petty. It's actually about um, Princess Leia in ah, Star Wars. Okay. Um, so I had I had this whole uh, this whole ethereal medley of music yeah. that I wrote in. And can, you know, like um, that, that, that timed out or t uh, you start it when you start the movie Star yeah. Wars. Ah. And the refugee came on when Darth Vader first boarded oh, Princess Leia's ship yeah, and yeah. Princess Leia being the refugee overcome by the night oh. when he captures her. And I had this whole concept album going on. Yeah. And then I ended up scratching almost all of it because for obvious reasons. <laughs> kind of like Pink Floyd's, kinda, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it might have been, <laughs> been inspired, inspired by, by that. that. Okay, but, um, but then I decided that's, this, is, this is dumb. It's been, it's been done way better than this. I'm not going to do that. But The Refugee came from that. Yeah. And, uh, I love it. Well, yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, yeah. We're not cutting that out. So The Waiting, there's some whistling going on at the waiting. end of The Waiting. So the Who whistle, is the whistling? The whistle is my father-in-law. Zoltan no Samoji is whistling on that song. I yeah. like it. Yeah, and he, he has At such the a very good end. whistle. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good whistle. It's very uh, crisp and clear. Yeah. And um, we, uh, we brought him in to the studio, to Capricorn. He, wow. he came to visit yeah. and we brought him in and I said, I want, I want your whistle on this song. Yeah. And the, there were so many things going on that day. It was our busiest day. Yeah. The studio itself 
is super dry. Yeah. So it's it's like extremely dry in the studio. Yeah. Um, because it has to be. Yeah. Uh, the headphones. Have you ever tried whistling without hearing yourself? <laughs> no. It's not easy. And uh, I don't think so I can whistle hearing myself. <laughs> we none of us knew if it was you know it, it, whether it would how it was going to turn out. Sure. We thought it, we thought it'd be going in easy and just and whistle. Yeah. And we couldn't we couldn't get it because of all these other things going on. Yeah. Um, Zoltan was whistling totally fine. Yeah. But when we tried to record it, the mic wasn't picking up right. His, his the the dryness of the the studio wasn't working, and so we ended up. He ended up coming to uh, my my home studio yeah. later, and we put it in, and we did a different uh, a few different takes, and yeah. and I'm so glad that we did that because we were able to actually take our time. Yeah. And the original whistle that he had was great, but we had we did the original whistle, and then um, I had him just do a few other alternates al- yeah. alternates to uh, just just cause. Yeah. And we ended up going with I ended up going with the alternates because it. it it sounded matched so much the guitar better. part and yeah. stuff like that. And he, and uh, I think we all thought it was really good. But yeah, it was, so that was, that was, it was surprisingly difficult to get a whistle, which you think, <laughs> you would think it'd be, you easy. know, and, 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 you know, nothing. I mean, Zoltan did exactly what he was supposed to do, but we just couldn't capture it yeah, for some reason. Right. So it was just one of those crazy things. So who's uh, playing the horn on She's My Everything? That's my good friend, Sam Nelson. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam Nelson is someone I went to high school with. Yeah. And we've been, we've been really good friends ever since. But he actually played saxophone on my very, very first project I ever did, Stuff. Wow. So on, which I think you can still listen to, uh, I Got a Feeling, on um, my website. Yeah. I think it's still there. Um, but this was kind of coming full yeah, circle. Yeah, full circle. He's and, a Macon, another Macon. Yeah, he's from, he's, from, yeah. he's from, Wow. Too. But he, yeah, he came, he came over one day and poor Sam, I made him do, I made him do all these takes and like <laughs> his mouth was hurting. And he was like, you know, this is not easy. This is, is it hard for horn players in that studio as well? Because of this dryness issue? Usually when they do horns, they do it in the B studio that okay. I'm aware of, Okay, um, which is actually, it's a chain, it's a, it's a orchestral okay. chamber studio that you're supposed to. So Capra, uh, how big? So how many um, studios are, are there? There's, there's two. There's two studios. The they're both huge rooms, yeah. but um, I I'm sure there I I've seen horn players in the main studio yeah. before, but uh, but he wasn't able to come. Yeah. So um, but we recorded at home, and I feel I do feel a little bad because I made him over and over and yeah. over. And the way that I did it, I would like, all right, Sam, I need you to go, wow, 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 and I would sing it, yeah. and it was awful. So yeah. not only is he. <laughs> Listening to me try and mimic a saxophone. Multiple He's times. trying to match my saxophone <laughs> noises, and I yeah. I can't sing on pitch, especially yeah. trying to do saxophone. And then he's having to do it over and over and over. So he <laughs> he was such a good sport, but I'm I oh, love it. I, yeah. So well, so we so have good. got to get to the opportunity of a lifetime for these folks, and that is to be able to get their name on a vinyl album. Yeah. Talk about that. So. Because of the because of how expensive vinyl is, yeah, and because it's already the the lead times are so insane. Yeah, we, there's it's it's almost like there hasn't been any pressure to get the vinyl made because it's not going to be ready anyway. Even right. if we had started in December, it wouldn't be ready by the release. Right. So we're given this opportunity for people who uh, who want to first help us fund the actual vinyl project because it's yep. a dream of mine. Yeah. But two. Want to have their name on something that's there's only gonna be. I'm only getting, I think 200. I think yeah. I, I don't think I'm getting more than two. We're doing a very short run. Yeah, just this a double album. 
So you can get your name on the liner notes yep. by pre-ordering. And um, if you if you don't want your name on the on it, you can also just pre-order the album and it's cheaper. But for fifteen dollars more yeah. than what you would get for the normal thing, you can have your name on something or a name of a loved one or, or someone significant. Yes, what exactly. a great gift! Exactly, Christmas so, coming. Yeah, you can you can. Get the uh, for that album file. That what do you call them? What do we call those people? Uh, audio files. Audio is it audio files I, specific to albums, or there's another word for them? I actually, I, don't I, know. I, I, I was, I was. <laughs> We're gonna have to ask yeah. Rand Cabass, Mojo yeah. Vinyl. We're have gonna to check out him. with him. Yes, exactly. Rand, you need to have this album in your uh, in your store. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So you can go to my website, HughesTaylorMusic.com. Yeah. You see yeah. where you can pre-order it. Yeah, pre-order the double the double album. Yeah, and um, yeah. So the, when you say double album, so it'll be these 12 and then... Up. I've got bonus tracks. Ah, yes, yes. of course. So uh, uh, we're going to have... That will not be on the CD. Not on the CD. They're not even going to be online. So there you go. I am only putting these songs on the vinyl. It's the I only you. place you'll yeah. be able to find them. And... Um, Dang it. So for people like me with no vi- with no <laughs> photograph, yeah. I'm out of luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to get one, I guess. Um so Heather Finley, who we opened for in the UK, she yep. she actually I wrote a song. It was also during quarantine, but I wrote a song that didn't it didn't belong with anything that I did. Yeah. It was it's something I've never done before. But I love the way the song turned out, and I asked Heather if she would sing it for me. <sighs> so she she sang it, and then went above and beyond. She did these amazing harmony parts, yeah. and um, this song is it, it's called Great Expectations only. It's a bonus track only on the vinyl. You won't be able to wow. find it anywhere else. And then I've got some live, some live tracks again that you won't be able to find anywhere else yeah. that um, we're going to put on the on the D side. So, I love um, it. but yeah, for for the Heather Finley Heather Finley fans, uh, this is the way to is, do it. I love her voice, yeah. the way that she sang my song, and so um, yeah, I'm. I'm and then they also it. get a CD. Yes, yes. So, so get, to compensate, yeah, for the extreme lead times of the yeah. vinyl. Um, I am sending you one the the pre-order the the download code yeah. so you can get it digitally. Yeah. And then as soon as I get the CDs in, which they should be in by the time this podcast airs, they should be in yep. actually. Um, so as soon as you uh, pre-order the LP, I will ship you a CD. Yeah. So the CD is included in the purchase. <laughs> what so, a I mean, package, man! Yeah. Why not? You and get then your spend name. that extra, and then get twenty four bucks, and you get the whole. Uh, all of Hughes' stuff. Yeah, you get the full <laughs> discography. <laughs> I love it. Hughes, we are almost out of time. In fact, we are out it. of time. It's just blown by. I can't but, believe uh, it. But parting comments, you know, th- parting thoughts. Uh, well, I really wanted to talk about Dreamily just for a second yeah, because sure. uh, it's a song that my wife and I sang together. Yeah. And her voice on the the second and third verses and oh, then also shared me with the chorus. Uh, yeah. I love the way she sang it. Yeah. And uh, I just, I was hoping we get to talk about that. Yes, didn't. of course. No, you my, can. Anytime, yeah. anytime I can get my wife to sing with me, yeah. I love it. And so um, she did an amazing job on that. I love the the writing that she did on Wicked Woman. Yeah, Wicked so, Woman. Um, you know, so shout out to my- to, to Evie. Yeah, shout out to my beautiful wife, Evie. She's also on the cover uh, of the album. That's the- that's, uh, Woman. Yes, that's my that's my wife ah, on the uh, holding the phone. Phone with the nostalgia. Yes, that's I Evie. love it. I and, love uh, it. We. She's also on the cover of the uh, Prettiest Thief yes. single artwork. Yep. Uh, we we took that outside of Capricorn as well. I so um, she had a lot of involvement. She actually did the artwork that's on the inside of the CDs and hopefully on the inside of the gatefold vinyl if yeah. we get the gatefold. Um, that hasn't been determined yet. So yeah. don't hold me to it. But. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. is um yes she she we have worked so closely on this yeah, record project. versus the other stuff so i i yeah. loved it oh um, my gosh and then of course she's obviously the inspiration to a lot of the music that yeah I right of course uh, but I can excuses, only imagine she's obviously. my everything. It had to be, uh, As, yeah, yeah. I'm just taking a guess. Yes, that that wasn't about someone else. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that's that's 100 about my wife. And I then also it. all the work. I know, I know we're out of time, but all the work that everybody put on yeah. this album, I I am so beyond appreciative of everybody's contributions. Yeah. Um. I mean, just a shout out if I can. Yes, of course. To and I hope I don't miss anybody, but yeah. a shout out to Ben Alford on yep. bass, Greg Sassman who played drums on a few tracks. Uh, Jonathan Benton, who played drums on a few tracks. Adriana, who played drums and she sang on Trouble. Yeah. Uh, Nate Lee, who played bass on and he sang on Trouble. Um, Jesse Albright, who did vocals on Highwayman. She sings the backup on Highwayman, Prettiest yeah. Thief, and Waiting. Um, shout out to Tom Wilson, who did awesome keys on almost all the songs. Every song's yeah. ever Trouble and Treat Me Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Emily Lynn, who did the vocals on... Uh, Quarantine Blues, yeah. Dreamily, no, uh, Evie did Dreamily. Yeah. Um, well, Emily did sing a little bit on the chorus of Dreamily. She did the ooze, yeah. the ooze parts, uh, and the refugee, and um, a few others. I love. Forgive it. me, Rob Evans at Capricorn, Capricorn, um, yeah. and Sam Nelson on saxophone, ah, and Zolt- Zoltan Samoji on his whistle with his whistle. This is the most collaboration I've ever done. I love so, it. Yeah, yeah. But thank well you guys so it. much, and and I'm so excited for this music. So uh, you can get all his music, HughesTaylorMusic.com. And you want to check him out at Mad Life on the 7th. That's a Wednesday, the 7.30 show. He's going to be on the main stage. Blind Willie's on the 24th. And uh, it's all good. Hughes, go ahead. You want to? Thank you so much for having me. All right. It's a blast. It's been great. Thanks, Hughes. We're out of here. All right. Better late than never Here's my thanks to Every place my song on the radio